For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. Third and final hour of the program here on Wednesday. Normally, this would be the time we would be joined by New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell for midweek with the mayor. But uh, that will not be happening this week because today is the State of the City Address. It'll be happening in just a little while at New Bedford High School, we are going to carry it live during Barry's program. We will um, we will go live to New Bedford High School, and you'll be able to hear Mayor Mitchell's speech, uh, hopefully in its entirety, depending on you know when he starts and uh, if we have to take any commercials or any of that. But we'll try and make sure we get it all in there for you so that uh, you can hear it. And if not, of course, Adam Bass will be covering it at WBSM.com and on the app, so you'll be able to read all about it. And... We will certainly get reaction to it from from you immediately after. Barry will be taking your calls, and he'll have his own reaction to it. And then also, this evening on South Coast Tonight, they will have reaction to it as well. They're also going to be talking about this draft complaint that was filed against the MBTA, which means that it could turn into a lawsuit uh, over the eminent domain taking of land related to where they are building the station at the Walesworth parking lot where not only is the city saying that they were underpaid for the land, they were paid just about under half a half a million dollars when the argument is that it's worth a lot more than that. So not only are they upset about that, but they're also saying that the taking of the land happened before the city had become an MBTA district. As you know, the city voted, the, the voters of the city voted in the affirmative this past November to become an MBTA district. So this was already in the works before that even happened. So did the did the MBTA have a legal right then to take that land by eminent domain? Now I, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what the argument means uh, if it if it turns out that they did take it before they had the right to. Like what does that mean? I think ultimately the way this is going to be settled is it's going to turn into they have to pay the city more. For that property. But I know Mayor Mitchell was very much against the idea of the MBTA controlling the Wales Tooth parking lot. And and as I said, he may address this in the state of the city address, maybe not, because, you know, they tend to focus on the, the positive things and not necessarily having to possibly sue the MBTA. But maybe he'll address it. And uh, certainly we will have him on next week and he can talk more about it then, too. 
And also, uh, Representative Chris Markey will be joining South Coast tonight, this evening, to discuss it. They're also working on getting some other members of the South Coast delegation to, to maybe call in and chime in, if not tonight, you know, in the coming days to talk about this, because it, this is a big deal. I don't think it'll stop South Coast Rail from happening at the end of this year. It could, but I don't think that it will. I think what will happen instead is you'll see kind of uh, either an operation that begins with this hanging over it or kind of a, a rush to get this settled. But as, uh, as we talked about with Jack Spillane the other day, the MBTA doesn't have any money. They're always complaining about how they, they don't have any money. So I don't think they could just easily write a check and say, here you go. Sorry about that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it's uh, certainly interesting and certainly, um, I don't want to say groundbreaking because others have sued the MBTA over this. In fact, there are two New Bedford landowners who have done it and other municipalities have done it. But this is, this is a big deal. And you're hearing the delegation say that, you know, here's something that for, for 30 years we've been pushing to have come to New Bedford and then, then this happens. So there's been some pretty strong feelings on both sides of this. And, uh, and you can read about that at WBSM.com and on the app. But certainly that will be discussed tonight on South Coast Tonight. Also, uh, if you have not yet entered, we still have time for you to enter today to win a pair of passes to Boston Calling. These are three-day passes. So you will get to go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of Memorial Day weekend to all the festivities happening at the Harvard Athletic Complex. You'll see Foo Fighters. You'll see the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. You'll see Paramore. You'll see Queens of the Stone Age. You'll see the Lumineers. Uh, you'll see all the acts that will be performing. You'll have access to all of them, and uh, it's a $700 prize value. So it's, it's definitely worth entering to win. You can go buy them if you want. We have the link up at WBSM.com and on the app to be able to go buy those passes directly. But that's a lot of money, right? Why not try to win them? And we'll be giving them away today, tomorrow, and Friday. So get your name entered in and get all your information entered in, and you may be the lucky winner today. So we'll draw that in just a little bit. Also, I was talking about this Wareham Dog Park story, which you can read at WBSM.com and on the app. And you can read the rules. I have a link over to the Depaw page, Facebook page, where they've written out all the rules. You can read them. And I keep checking, like, the comments to see, you know, are people feeling differently about this than I am? Are there, am I wrong in thinking that these folks should just follow the rules? Like, are there legitimate concerns that these folks have in things like, I want to be able to bring in food. I want to be able to bring in a toy. I want to be able to use an e-collar to shock my dog if they're misbehaving. And by the way, I say shock. It's, it's, not, it's not a shock shock. Like, it's not zapping these dogs with electricity in an inhumane way. These are static shock collars. So it's, it's basically like, you know, when you rub your rub your hand on the rug and then you like touch something metal, you know, it's, it's not a big deal, but it's designed to, you know, kind of draw their attention to, to what they were doing and, and, and have a negative reinforcement of don't do that. So Bobby commented, I'm down for people who don't want to follow the rules to open up their own private dog park. See how fast they start posting rules. LOL. Yep. That, that's exactly right. That's the thing is like, it's, it's easy to say, you know, we don't need all these stupid rules until you get into a situation where you wish there had been a rule against it. If you brought in food 
and then another dog attacks your dog to try to get that food, you're going to be pretty mad and say, well, town of Wareham, I'm going to sue you now because this person or the other person, I'm going to sue you because your dog attacked my dog. Well, but they wouldn't have if you didn't bring in the food. That's why there's a rule against it. Anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in with your thoughts on that or uh, anything else that may be on your mind. I think that we will have, you know, a lot of folks from different towns going to use this dog park because there aren't a lot in the area. We have the one here in New Bedford, but there is, you know, there's a membership involved with utilizing that one. The one in Wareham is free and open to the public. They just want you to follow those rules. So as long as your dog is licensed, vaccinated, spayed or neutered, over four months old, is not aggressive, can play with other dogs, then you can bring them to the Wareham Dog Park. It's really easy to get to. It's right off, right off Maple Springs Road. It's a beautiful little spot. And they have, um, you don't have to bring water for your dog. They have uh, water fountains that will work for humans and dogs. So you just walk your dog over to the, well, you don't have to walk your dog over. They're running around free. But the dog can go over to the, to the water bubbler and you just press the button and uh, the water comes out in the little bowl at the bottom for the dogs to drink. And I, I'm, I'm sure these dogs are going to learn how to press that button on their own. <laughs> They'll figure that out for themselves eventually. Uh, but it's, it's really, it's a, it's a well-designed park. They're only going to keep adding to it. Uh, it's real, like I said, it's really easy to get to. If you're coming from New Bedford, say, you want to, if you get off at the last exit on 195, that puts you on Route 28. You know, head toward like as if you were heading toward um, East Wareham, not like you were heading toward Wareham Crossing. So you come off the highway, you take a right, and you just keep going down that road past the YMCA past uh, Perry's Ice Cream and past the junkyard and all that stuff. And when you get to the end of that road there, you're going to have to go around. It's that weird little spot where you're going to have to go around the Cumberland Farms with China Chef there and all that down Depot Street there. You're going to have to then come back around the Elks Club and go up. And right before you would be getting back on the highway to head toward the, you know, to get on 495 or 25, it's the same thing. But to get on 495 heading north, r instead of taking the right to get on the highway, you take a left. And that will be the entrance to the dog park. I, I hope I explained it enough, well enough. But if you just Google Wareham Dog Park, it'll have the exact location there. You can put it in your GPS. I think it's already in the GPS. And if for some reason it doesn't give you that, just put in Wareham Park and Ride. Because it's just a little bit past the parking ride, park and ride on the opposite side. So hopefully that helps you uh, be able to find it. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments.
Diamonds there. Oh, sorry, I watched too much Ted Lasso. I got to do it when you say Diamond Dogs. Um, by the way, if you're not watching that show, do yourself a favor. Sign up for Apple TV Plus. Even if you just keep it for a month. I think they'll give you a free month. I'm not sure. They'll definitely let you watch the first episode for free if you just, you know, open up the app. If you have an Xfinity cable box, you know, the one that has like on demand and DVR and all that, and it has the apps function at the very end of the end of the menu, Apple TV Plus is one of the apps that's in there. So you can just launch that app, just click the button and have it open up and you can watch the first episode of uh, most of those Apple TV Plus shows for free and then see if you like it. And if you like it, you can, you can, uh, you can subscribe. I would recommend it though, just, just for Ted Lasso. There's a lot of great stuff on Apple TV Plus. I've watched a lot of stuff on there that I really liked, but um, Ted Lasso is just a great show and it'll make you feel good too watching it. It's funny. It's heartwarming. I'm the kind of person that, like, rolls my eyes at that kind of stuff normally, but it, it works with this show. Anyway, so I played that because, of course, we've been talking about dogs and dog parks and all that, but I want to switch gears. I want to ask you a question because Barry has an article up at WBSM.com and on the app about clam strips. And he, he asks the question, what exactly are clam strips anyway? And he points out that a lot of folks who come here to visit, tourists, people who come here because they want to try our food, they will order clam strips instead of whole-bellied clams. I never got the appeal of clam strips. I do like them in a sandwich. So when I worked at the diner, we had, you know, every once in a while we would have a a clam, a clam roll, clam strip roll as a lunch special. You know, we used to do, originally when I first started, the lunch special was $3.99. And for $3.99, you got a cup of soup. You got whatever the main course was, a sandwich with fries, like a, maybe a, a meatball sandwich on a hamburger roll with fries. Sometimes it was American chop suey. Sometimes it was shepherd's pie. And then you got a, a dish of bread pudding or whatever else dessert we had and and a small drink. And all that was originally three ninety nine when I first started working there in, in, in the 90s. And then we, I think when I left working there, still, I think it was only six ninety nine for all of that. So it was, it was a really good deal. But obviously for, for that price, you're not going to get a whole bellied clam roll. But we used to buy clam strips because when we would do the fish fries, people would say, I only want the strips. I don't want the whole bellies. So we always had clam strips around and we would do the the sandwich with that. So I I like the sandwich with that more than with the bellies. I like the bellies when I'm eating them separately. But I, I would never go out and just order like a clam strip plate. And if I order a seafood platter and it has clam strips on it instead of whole bellied clams, I'll be like, send, send this back. Like, what are you trying to do here? I just don't get the appeal of the clam strip as as a meal. If you want to throw some clam strips on the seafood platter with the, the fried clams, okay. But people who go out and say, I'll have the clam strip plate, which is just a pile of clam strips and fries, I, I, don't, I don't get it. The belly is the best part of the clam. Whether it be a fried clam, whether it be a steamer, 
whether it be a quahog. We used to, because we used to have to shuck quahogs every Friday for a quahog chowder. And at, at Mill Pond Diner, we did not make New England-style clam chowder. We made that natural broth quahog chowder. And people would come from all over to have it because it was one of the only places you could get it. So it was that clear broth, you know, full of bay leaves, chopped onions, chopped bacon, chopped quahogs, potatoes. And we used to get the big, big bushel of quahogs. And on Thursday, we would steam those. We would pull the quahogs out of all of them. We would chop the quahogs up. This is what we would do Thursday night. We would chop the onions. We would chop the potatoes. We would prep all of that so that the next day, the chef came. The chef worked the mornings. The chef would go in the morning and put together the, the chowder. And then when I started working mornings instead of afternoons, you know, sometimes I would try to make the chowder. Could never do it as well as, as the chef could, but... But that's what we were known for. So we would like shuck the quahogs and we would eat a few and we would, you know, eat them raw with some hot sauce on them. Like we we had all the quahogs we could ever want. And if you've ever had a quahog, you know, like you've got to like the bellies because you're getting a lot of that in these, especially these big bowls that we were getting. So I just never understood people that are like clam strip people. People who are like, I just like the clam, I just like the neck. And that, that's the other thing, too. There's, there's some sort of uh, misconception, and I'm, I'm glad Barry wrote this article because it might clear up the misconception. I'll let you read it to find out what exactly the clam strips are, but they are not clams with the bellies removed, which is what people would constantly think that they were coming into to the diner. They thought that we chopped the bellies off the neck of the clam and that the clam strip was just the necks. In fact, some people ordered it as that. They called, I'll have the clam necks. Like, what? What are you talking about? Clam necks? Yeah, the clam necks. You know, the, just the little strip. Like, no, that's, that's, that's not what it is. But people thought that that's what it was. And the question that I would always ask them is like, well, what do you think we do with the bellies? <laughs> like, what do you do with the belly of a clam if you're not keeping it attached to the clam, there's nothing else you can do with it. <laughs> one one lady actually said one time, she goes, well, I always just assumed that's what fried oysters were. That they were just clam bellies because they seem like it. I'm like, no, they're fried oysters. It's a completely different thing. But I don't know. People, people were odd about the food that they would order. They would... You know, they would come in and they'd be like, is it real turkey? What, what do you mean? Well, I don't want that deli roll. If it's the deli roll, I want real turkey. Like, so you want a roasted turkey breast as opposed to deli roll turkey. Deli roll turkey is still real turkey. They didn't put cardboard in there to, to make it and then flavor it with turkey flavoring. 508-996-0500, by the way, if you want to call in, that call just dropped off. But if uh, if you want to call in, we have room for you. The other thing, too, was whatever we had fish on Fridays, what kind of fish is it? Is it haddock or is it cod? Is it scrod? I don't want scrod. 
Like it's all it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. And also it's you know, six ninety nine. But get it or don't. Six ninety nine, and also, by the way, it's all you can eat too. So uh, I don't know, but yeah, it just people people were very picky. But anyway, you can read Barry's article all about clam strips. I found it uh, I found it very interesting as as a non clam strip person. Not that I won't eat them, but it's just if I go out for clams, I want the bellies, and I only have them once, maybe twice a year. What I'll do is I'll get it during the summer. Usually what will happen is I'll get a Seize the Deal at SeizeTheDeal.com. And once I get it, you know, once I order it and it gets mailed to me or what have you, I will go to the restaurant. And if the restaurant, you know, if the restaurant has a seafood platter, maybe that's the time that I get it. It's not the same when you go out to eat alone and they bring you a big-ass seafood platter and you're like, I can't finish all this. Because when you bring it home, it doesn't really reheat all that well. So, like, if I know, oh, I'm close by somebody's house, I can say, hey, you want the leftovers of my seafood platter, mom or dad, you know. But just don't don't give me those strips. 508-996-0500, you are next on WBSM. Yes, I just felt the need to call you. Um, first of all, a, a fried clam isn't a fried clam unless it has the bellies. Damn right. And unfortunately, I'm thinking that because maybe it costs the restaurant more money to get clams with the bellies is maybe why they don't have them. You know, they just have very small or necks. Uh, the next thing is scrod cod or scrod haddock. All that means, scrod means baby. Baby haddock or baby cod. And why I prefer the scrod is the fish has not lived long enough to soak up the contamination in the ocean. So I'd rather have the scrod cod or scrod haddock than to have a regular sized piece of haddock or cod. Mm. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is unfortunately many restaurants in this area now are offering haddock instead of cod. Reason being, haddock is much less expensive for them to buy than for them to buy cod. Which, if I remember right, it used to be the other way around. It could have been. Yeah, if I remember right, when I was down there buying it, the haddock was, you know, for the, for the restaurant, the haddock was more expensive than the cod was in those days. Well, it could be. Um, with all of the fried clams or fried oysters, I'm wondering why they don't fry mussels. Mussels actually are sweeter than clams. You know, and there's a good size portion of the muscles rather than having anything like a neck, you know? Yeah, I wonder I wonder why. They, maybe it might have to do with maybe it turns chewy. Oh, I don't know. The muscles I've, I've bought, they've never been chewy. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There's enough uh, markets around here that offer muscles uh, really cheap. I think, you know, Amaral's market has the sign that says it's like two ninety seven a pound. Um, you know, it's worth getting a few and trying it. Just just frying some and seeing what happens. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes when I buy mussel meats, I just saute them up with some uh, olive oil, some uh, uh, cut up fresh garlic, some parsley, and a little bit of Pinot Grigio, white wine. Oh, yeah. And just enough to have that over linguine, and it makes an excellent meal. Absolutely, yeah. Sometimes I get them and I have them like as an appetizer before my meal. Sometimes I mix them in with the, like you said, you know, make it like a scampi with it. Um, but, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things that you can, you can make pretty easily and it's kind of like a little treat for yourself. You got it. 
You Absolutely. have a great day. You as well. Thanks. Bye-bye. And uh, now, now I definitely want to have some steamers because I do love steamers. And I, I will go out and I will get them. I will make them at home. I don't really get them in restaurants very much uh, for a couple of reasons. One, they're more expensive, obviously, when you go out to a restaurant and have them. And, and two, I make a big mess. So I will get them at home, and I'll make them at home, and I'll sit myself up. And I use, um, I use, uh, uh, same of the butter. The I use the Irish butter. I can't think of the name. It's a my it's a, can't think of it off the top of my head right now. But I use the Irish butter, unsalted, and you know you make your drawn butter with that. Oh, that's really good. It has a little bit of a sweetness to it, which helps with the sweetness of the steamer. And Kelly Gold, right? Kerry Gold, Kerry Gold. Kerrygold butter, that's what I use. And it's it's a little bit more, but I don't use a lot of butter. So if I buy one for, you know, four fifty for the tub, it's going to last me a long time because I just don't use a lot of butter in things. Uh, yesterday I had a, a baked potato with my dinner. And I was like, is this butter okay? Because <laughs> I bought it so long ago, I hadn't used it for anything. I was like, is this all right? Can I use this? But it, it, it was fine. Um, but... Yeah, and then I just will have the steamers with some some drawn Kerrygold butter and a little bit of the broth to rinse them off first before dipping them in the butter. And it's to me, it's like a once in a while treat. I I couldn't eat it all the time, but I wouldn't want to eat it all the time. But every once in a while, I like to do it. And um, maybe I will try fried mussels. Let's see what happens. I'm sure there's some some chefs out there who have tried it or some seafood lovers out there that have tried it that can tell us if it's a bad idea. I Like I said, I would just guess maybe the chewiness of it, but I do love mussels. I love, too, when people take it beyond just the regular, you know, white wine garlic base and they'll, they'll try some different things. Like um, there's a restaurant, Wareham Bailey's, where they have the Diablo mussels where they use the Diablo sauce that you can get on, you know, your chicken, on your pasta, on different things, and they'll make it in the Diablo sauce. Fantastic. Spicy mussels are always good. So, anyway, I'm getting really hungry, and I can't even have lunch after this. I have to, I'm going to the State of the City address. So, although Mayor Mitchell said there would be lunch, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. I know we got off topic. We started talking about food, which uh, can happen on this show. But again, I will uh, will direct you back to my article on the um, the um, dog park rules in Wareham at WBSM.com and on the app. And also get over there to enter to win those three-day passes to... Uh, the Boston Calling Music Festival, because I'll be drawing those coming up in just a few moments. We did get an app chat message from Answered7 in the Kushner. who says, Tim, do you guys ever get seized a deal for ice cream places like a Kushner Creamery or a Country Whip and a Kushner? Sometimes we do. Sometimes there are some, you know, obviously uh, this time of year, it might be less likely because they're always so busy that they don't they don't necessarily need to have a seized a deal. They don't want to. You know, you've got a lot of people coming there. You don't need to offer things at half price, right? But we do get them from time to time. And also, we do the ice cream card, which I think is already, you know, done for this year. But that's another way that you can save some money on the ice cream. But I would say stay tuned to SeizeTheDeal.com because we always have certain things. I know last year we did some for Clark's Point Creamery. In fact, we I think we just did Clark's Point Creamery not that long ago. So... You can always find deals to different types of restaurants at SeizeTheDeal.com. 
Let me just tell you about a couple that are coming up, though. We have $50 to the old grist mill for $25. That's coming up. And another one you're going to want to jump on, $25 to Brazilian Grill for just $12.50. That goes on sale tomorrow. At, no, today's the third, right? Today at 1 p.m. Today at 1 p.m., that's going to go on sale. $25 to Brazilian, to Brazilian Grill for $12.50, and that will be a, a big money saver for you, whether you go over there for lunch they have a great lunch over there. People sleep on it for lunch. They think about only going for dinner, but you can get a great quick lunch because they've got the buffet food. They've got all the grilled meats and everything ready to go. So you can be in and out of there very quickly, or you can even get it to go. So, But you want to make sure that you get one of these C's the deal so you can go there and you can spend time and hang out in the restaurant and experience the whole Rodizio experience. So check that out at SeizeTheDeal.com. goes on sale at 1 o'clock, and then we have a bunch of other great deals on sale as well. Let me take a quick call here before I go to the break. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, thanks. I just wanted to say fascinating show. Um, I am curious as to whether or not WBSM is affected by the writer's strike. Nope, we are not. Okay. This is okay. All this thanks. stuff is off the top of my head. None of it is pre-planned. <laughs> None of it's pre-written. All right. Have a good day. And, uh, yeah, the writer strike will certainly be affecting right away some of your favorite talk shows on television, uh, the late-night talk shows, the, um, the daytime shows. Th those are going to be affected right away. Your, the scripted shows are going to take a little while. They're actually probably not even this season because most of them have already been written unless it's something that is, you know, due to come out in the summer months and they might not have finished production on the whole season because the problem is when the writer strike happens – if you, even if you're in the middle of shooting, you don't have the writers available for, for reworking the script. Sometimes they have to rewrite some of the scripts as they're filming. And there's rules in place that if you have union writers, you know, you can't just go and rewrite that yourself. You have to call in the writers to be the ones to do it. So the director can't just say, ah, I don't like the scene. I'm going to change it. If it's something that was written by WGA writers. So there's all these, like, intricacies in place where you need... To, I mean, even reality shows. I know, you know, you think that reality shows are going to be okay because those are unscripted. But there are WGA writers who work on those shows and who help with what they call the beats, which is, you know, which I've done. I don't script the shows that I've written. I will script, like, the history and the background of the shows, the, the, you know, like the, the paranormal shows when they're talking about the history of a location. I will have scripted that. But then I will also write what's called the beat sheet. And the beats are like kind of framing the episode. So the beat would be, you know, the, the guys arrive to investigate the church. Uh, they talk to the, to the pastor of the church. The pastor of the church shows them around. You know, it's basic stuff. It's stuff that you would expect there to be. But if it's a WGA writer that has that job, then you just can't go in there and write it yourself. Now, I am not a member of the WGA, but I have, um, I've gone through them to uh, copyright protect things that I've written. So, for example, I've pitched some shows, and I, whenever, whenever I've come up with a, a treatment for a show, which is basically like pitching the concept, sample episode, and all that, I've always registered that with the WGA. It costs about 20 bucks to do it. It doesn't mean that they're not going to steal the idea. They still might steal the idea and not include you in the process and not pay you for the idea. It happens, but it, it gives you a little bit of protection. And so it's worth, to me, the 20 bucks to, to do it. 
But that's been my only experience with the WGA because I haven't written things that would make me eligible to become a member of the WGA. You know, you can be a WGA writer that works on a reality show, but get working on a reality show doesn't get you into the WGA. So that's why I've, you know, tried for years to, to you know, send out pitches for ideas that, you know, might actually get me involved in it so I'd have a little bit more protection for, for pitching treatments. But I can tell you I've come up with some really good ideas for shows that people just didn't bite on. I won't tell you what they are, but I know there are shows I want to watch. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. In. Why am I playing Rage Against the Machine? Well, I'll tell you that in one moment. But uh, let me announce today's winner of the pair of tickets, uh, the pair of three-day passes to Boston Calling. Today's winner is Heather. Heather, you will be getting an email from Casey with all of the information uh, about how to uh, claim those and how to sign for them and everything. But uh, you are our winner today, Heather C., um, because I see there's uh, multiple uh Heather's an inventor, but Heather C., you should expect that email from Casey uh, today or tomorrow. Uh, also, why am I, and by the way, you can enter to win or just buy them outright if you want to at WBSM.com and on the app. But why was I playing Rage Against the Machine? Well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees have been announced for this year, and Rage Against the Machine is one of the acts that will be heading into the Rock Hall along with Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, The Spinners, DJ Cool Herc, Link Ray, Shaka Khan, Al Cooper, Bernie Toppin, Don Cornelius. So there might be some of those names that you're not familiar with. You know, Kate Bush, of course, has been all over the radio for the past year because of Stranger Things, but she was somebody who in the alternative music genre is, is a legend. Uh, Cheryl Crow, I think most people know about her great, um, her great career. Missy Elliott, hip-hop pioneer of the 90s, you know, when, when there started to be a lot more uh, women involved, both as producers and as artists. Uh, George Michael, of course, uh, independently here as a solo artist, not with Wham. Uh, Well-deserved, long-time deserved. Willie Nelson, you know, no, no reason to explain who he is. Happy 90th, Willie. It was just this past Saturday. The Spinners, of course, you're familiar with. DJ Cool Herc, who is credited with the invention of hip-hop. And I know people get mad and they say, it's not the Hip-Hop Hall of Fame, it's the Rock Hall of Fame. But... You know, he's, he's well-deserving of being in there. Link Ray, of course, you know that song, Rumble, very influential in rock and roll. He was one of the early guitarists that really moved the, the, the rock and roll genre forward. Uh, Al Cooper, who is one of the founders of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but you probably know him more for things like playing the organ on Like a Rolling Stone. Uh, he played the, the French horn and the piano on the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. Um, I mean, he's been a very prolific producer as well. Um, he produced uh, Leonard Skinner's first couple of albums, so you know, well deserved for him. Bernie Toppin, of course, the lyricist that worked with Elton John throughout his career, and Don Cornelius, uh, the man behind Soul Train. So those are your Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for 2023, and um, yeah, 
So that's I just want to make sure that you are aware of that. All right, why don't I take my final break? When we come back on the other side, I'll read a couple of app chat messages and we'll wrap things up. All right, welcome back. Final few moments of the program today. Don't forget, coming up during Barry's show, we will have the State of the City address for you. Mayor Mitchell is getting ready to present that at New Bedford High. We'll be there broadcasting it live for you. Then Barry will get all your reaction to it. And, of course, later on on South Coast tonight, they'll have more reaction to it, as well as having uh, Representative Chris Markey on to talk about the draft complaint that could turn into a lawsuit from the city against the MBTA. Uh, just a couple of things that came in via app chat. Uh, Cape John in Fairhaven says, I was told recently by a local boat owner that there is no more cod in our area. It's all imported from Iceland and may have has, may have said Russia or Norway. Ergo, cod is more expensive. Uh, John in Fairhaven says, red pepper bath or baking soda bath to clean the steamers. I use red pepper because that's the way my parents and grandparents did it. Just the other day, a buddy of mine said he uses baking soda. I was like, what? I, um, I buy them at the store, so I just put them in some water, and like usually that cleans them out enough. I like a little bit of grit in my, in my steamers. I don't mind a little bit of it. And um, Cav in Fairhaven, please announce that today from 4 to 6, the new Massachusetts Attorney General will be in her office at 700 Pleasant Street on the third floor, room 310. It is an open house. So open house uh, at 700 Pleasant Street in New Bedford for the Attorney General between 4 to 6 p.m. today. I'm sure she'll also be in attendance at the State of the City Address, I would guess, as uh, a lot of dignitaries from the state will be there as well. And uh, we'll, we'll have all that for you coming up in just a little bit. I'll be there sending the broadcast back. Adam Bass will be there uh, reporting on it for you. And we will also have Marcus there, and he'll be talking more about it this evening on South Coast tonight. So uh, we should have some pretty good coverage for you of the State of the City Address and let you know what is planned for the year ahead and the victory lap that uh, Mayor Mitchell and his administration will take for some of the things that have already been done. And, of course, I'm sure you will have a lot to say about that with Barry after hearing the speech and uh, with South Coast tonight this evening. I will be back tomorrow. We'll have uh, another edition of the show where it'll be you and I. We'll give away some more tickets to Boston Calling, some more three-day passes. And, of course, who knows whatever, what other kinds of fun we can have. So, everybody out there, have a great day. And, of course, as always, in the words of Warren Zevon, enjoy every sandwich. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.